0: Welcome to today's episode on life in the front office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, and very excited for today's guest and a author much more esteemed and published than myself, but uh, nonetheless, a, a pleasure to have on Tim Madigan, uh, the author of Fred Clare's new book, Extra Innings, and it, I was thinking about this as I was you know, researching the books that you had authored throughout your life, Tim. and. You've done two Freds now, two popular. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, as we all know growing up, and then uh, Fred Claire, of course, co-host of the podcast. So welcome.
1: That uh, that irony was uh, was not lost on me. I picked up on that right away. It's great to be with you, Jake. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, we, we just mentioned Fred's new book, Extra Innings, and kind of his journey with the city of hope and, uh, his, uh, you know, cancer fight and, and obviously successes along the way. Um, but, you know, can you explain your relationship with Fred and, and kind of how you got to writing this book?
1: Well, it was actually, uh, uh, his publisher, uh, at mascot books, uh, who's, uh, someone that I've, I've done some work with over the years and, and, uh, said, uh, Really got what we have, a, what we think is going to be a really interesting book project. And uh, let me tell you a little bit about it, see if you'd be interested in helping us out. Um, and so he told me about Fred and uh, his a little bit of his story and uh, and both his baseball story and his cancer story. And, I, and being a long, you know, lifelong baseball fan myself, and I was watching Gibson hit the home run and all that stuff. Even though I'm in Texas and grew up a Twins fan, I mean, this sounds you know sounds cool. You know, that's um, you know come in. I'll be glad to be glad to take it on. And uh, but it, it immediately became apparent to me um, uh, that it was more than I bargained for uh, for a number of different reasons. One is. Uh, Uh, during our our first phone call with Fred, you know, again, I had kind of the broad outlines of his, especially his cancer story. Uh, You know, he said, uh, it's clear to me, Fred said it, that that it's love at at first sight, you know, that you and I are talking the same language. Uh, But the more I got into it, the more of the, about his cancer story and then the more I learned about his baseball story, both of them seemed so extraordinarily unlikely um, that he would have succeeded uh, as he did as a daughter's general manager under the circumstances with which he took the job and, and the success he had, the moves he made to make that team a champion. And then more powerfully perhaps the fact that he's alive today um that uh his cancer story is to say it's miraculous is a cliche and overused but sometimes there's really no other word and uh and so the the two of those and 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 the the connective tissue to those two stories i think is fred's character um that uh he just willed himself to success uh, with the Dodgers, but not just. But he he willed himself to, to by by using uh, the kind of principles and uh, character traits that have become so important, uh, so such so fundamental to his character. Tell the truth. Be honest. Work hard. Treat people the right way. Um, Never give up. Uh, and then he took those same same character traits and transferred them uh, into his uh, journey and his fight against cancer. And you mentioned Fred Rogers, and he and I were good friends. Fred, Fred Rogers and I were good friends. In my other earlier book, that uh, was about it was a memoir of our friendship. And with Fred Rogers, I kept waiting for him to betray some something that I recognize as being, or something that would be more recognizably human in that a moment of pettiness, a moment of uh, just uh, unpleasantness. And, uh, but it never, he never did, that Fred never did. And Fred, Fred Clare is very similar in that respect. I've never in all the hours and hours and hours and hours, I've talked to him and Cheryl, his wife now, And everyone I've talked to about him, and there have been many people, it seemed like he's, there's been a consistency in his character uh, that is really just remarkable and reminds me so much of, uh, so much of Fred Rogers in that way. He's just, he stands for good, you know, uh, he's tough as nails. But he's tough as nails in a way that uh, with that really foundation of the best, uh, the best principles and character traits that we uh, seek in other human beings.
0: Yeah, I mean, you couldn't have said it any better. I think, you know, as Fred embarked upon this journey and, you know, uh, being there, you know, for whatever he may have needed and and... Uh, being able to just kind of see his progress and his will to succeed, like you are saying, it, it's truly remarkable. And and when you think about what he's accomplished, um, not only with his fight for cancer, but how much he's really pushed for the City of Hope and what the good work they've done and by, by putting this book together. And, and the ironic part of all of this is that we started this podcast because Fred wanted to write a book on you know, careers in sports and how to get into the industry and advice and insights from those that have been in it. And at one point, Fred goes, that's a lot of work. I don't want to do a book that takes so much time. And, you know, let's just do a podcast because we all can talk and, you know, let's get Pat and Andy together. And that, and obviously, you know, 140 plus episodes later, we're doing great, but he went off and wrote a book anyways. (laughs) I'm not
1: not surprised I'm not surprised at all
0: so as you think about you know look when you write a book and and the process is is certainly tedious and lengthy and you're going from page to page to page you know you're focused on that page you're focused on that sentence you're focused on that word but when you take a step back and you look at the, the the thing as a whole you know front cover to back what are kind of the, the two to three messages that really stand out to you as you, uh, you know, tell people about it?
1: Well, uh, I, I think a, a couple of things. One is uh, I, I, was very, uh, I was very pleased by how uh, it came together that, uh, that if you are a baseball fan, I think you could really enjoy and marvel at Fred's baseball career um, uh, especially how I got the job and but, but you woven in there was his cancer story so you've got it's a, it's a book for baseball fans and uh, major League baseball fans and it's a book for people whose lives have been touched by cancer and to me that pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much everybody on the planet um, and uh, the, uh, you, you talked about his desire, his motivation to shine the light on City of Hope. And I think that the other, the other part of it is, uh, or another, and another part of it is that the City of Hope is really an extraordinary place. Um, and, uh, and there's a reason why Fred feels so strongly about this, not just the expertise, uh, the scientists and researchers, uh, but the humanity of the place. Uh, my first trip to L.A. Uh, to uh, to re- to research uh, the the City of Hope part of the book was, uh, you know, I had this uh, kind of set up camp in this meeting room, um, in at, on the City of Hope campus, and and one after another five or six of these people came in one after another for these long conversations, world-class researchers, world-class physicians uh, with with the most sterling resumes you can imagine. But each of them struck me, they reminded me of Fred Rogers with their uh, compassion, with their empathy, uh, with their presence. Uh, And it was really striking. There was, you know, these, you know the kind of the stereotypes of hot hot, hot shot doctors as surgeons and ecos and all that There's none of that here, and they did it and it was also uh, it was also compelling that I, it was really that that trip to city of Hope and the people I met and the conversations I had was truly one of the highlights of my career. Uh, it was very kind of spiritual it was just these people are amazing, and so I came away thinking that uh, City of Hope is not just, uh, is not just uh, an example for medicine, but it's an example for humanity. And I think that uh, one of the things I hope, uh, the way I kind of sell the book, the way I kind of promote the book is, is what Bill Plasky said in the, in the foreword, uh, that it's, 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 it's a book about baseball, it's a book about medicine, but it's also a book about humanity. And at this difficult point in our history, I think that uh, I'm grateful to have helped uh, create a book that really celebrates the best of humanity, both in Fred Clare and the people that saved his life at the
0: city of Hope. No, you couldn't have, I mean, when you think about the, the connections and the parallels between you know, what FRED stands for and all that that, that the City of Hope does as well. You know, one would say, well, how did you keep that book to as many pages as you did? You know, there's almost more to write than you need, in a sense. And the the process of, you know, making it concise and to the point and not being able to go off on tangents about, uh, like you said, baseball and cancer uh, touching people's lives pretty much touches almost everyone to some extent. Well, you
1: know, I, uh, when you get when you when you get uh, when you get involved in one of these projects, uh, sometimes uh, at the end of the day, in fact, I was just reading for the first time in kind of preparation for our conversation. I was going back and I was reading the book again, uh, parts of the book, and I'm thinking, "James, I'm just." something else was going on here because I'm just not that good at you know just the way it fit together there was there was Fred and Cheryl and I've all all felt from the very beginning that there was in our collaboration uh, there was something else going on it was just this wasn't meant to be and so you know, many, many hours of conversations, and then the, the choices in terms of what to include and what to leave out just seemed, uh, just seemed so, so natural. And, uh, and I think that we're pleased uh, that it is a concise book, that it is a, an accessible book, that it's a quick read, and, uh, that, and that both stories are, I think we're, we're pleased that both stories are, are told in a compelling way and in, in a fairly
0: economical way. When I mentioned to Fred that I, I thought this would be a good idea to, to have you on to talk about it, he said, Tim's an extraordinary man. And, <laughs> you know, when, when you think about the things that you've accomplished and the lessons that you've learned along the way, you know, whether it's writing about Fred's story or the other Fred's story uh, and, you know, he had a book on, on kind of sports and humanity and, and why people love sports and, you know, when you think about the lessons learned from writing as, as people learn their lessons from reading your writing, what are the, what are some of the lessons you've learned from writing?
1: Well, um, I don't know if you're referring to the, my subject matter or just the process of writing. Um,
0: uh, I'd say the process, the
1: the process is, uh, uh, One thing that's interesting as opposed to earlier in my career, I don't get writer's block anymore uh, because I realize, and, and I, it sounds like you have a, a real interest in writing uh, and are a writer yourself, but i realized that uh, no one gets it right the first time. You just work hard, you expose yourself to all you can in a, in a particular story, and when you sit down to write, uh, I used to think that every sentence, every paragraph was a referendum in my very being, that everyone had to be perfect. And it was an agonizing way to write. Uh, and, uh, but I don't feel that way anymore because I realized that no one, Ernest Hemingway didn't get it right the first time. Um, that writing, the process of writing, I think, or the term writing is probably a misnomer. I think the real the real process is rewriting. You get something down, you don't sweat it that first time out. Give yourself, a, create a ball of clay that you can massage as a sculptor would, add and attract. And uh, and then with each successive draft, things get better. And so uh, that's, that's what I've learned. And I think that uh, there's, a, there's a broader lesson Uh, that can be applied uh, to life in general in that uh, people whether you're uh, an athlete or uh, uh, a businessman or a doctor maybe that's for example but one of my favorite books on writing talked about the tyranny of perfectionism and when you think you have to, when you think you have to do it perfect, you're much less likely to take chances. You're much less likely to explore and experiment, and you know it. Just you just show up every day and do your best, and, and it's it doesn't have to be perfect. You just life is a process. Writing is a process, and once I learned that, uh, it just became so much easier for me.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more, and I think. When you think about Fred's story, right, and, you know, he had, uh, he had choices, he had risks that he had to take, and there was a process to all of it, and it wasn't a process that had to be perfect, but at some point, it had to be almost perfect, right, in order to get him to where he is now, and, and you know, it's, it's interesting when, when people will ask you, man, I, I, I actually really like to write, what's it, what's it like to write a book? And we had Joan Ryan on to talk about her, her new book, Intangibles. And she said, you know, when you write it, it's this long process. It's daunting. And then when you get done, you're, you have this empty feeling, but I can't imagine you've got this empty feeling after Fred's book.
1: No, I'm very, very, very proud of it. I I just love this book. Uh, And uh, books are like kids, you know, Uh, you know, you love them all uh, and, and every one of the books I've done, I've been, I've been on topics that I've cared deeply about, but I love this book um, for all the reasons we've been talking about uh, and not and in no small part because Fred and Cheryl have become very close friends of mine. Uh, they're real, real blessings in my life and, and I just adore Cheryl and, uh, and her, Sense of humor and her kindness and her her spirit has just been something that uh, i've just so much enjoyed the three of us getting on the phone and talking for hours about their story also, my wife uh, is a cancer uh, survivor uh she's had multiple myeloma and uh, which uh, she, she was uh, had a bone marrow transplant in two thousand and sixteen and so i 've been in the role of caregiver and so I understood, uh, as some other people might not, you know, what Cheryl was going through, as Fred was going through, what he was going through, and the role of the caregiver is so important uh, and too often forgotten, I think. And and Fred made the Fred. They told me yesterday that they'd run into uh, one of their friends who had read the book, and the Fred made a comment of how Cheryl's role as caregiver was really came out. Uh, in the book, and for, I was really grateful to hear that because uh, she is such an important part of the story. She, she was by his side every every step of the way, not only in her cancer but in, in his baseball life too. And uh,
0: she keeps him humble,
1: I think, and that's not uh, <laughs> that's
0: no small feat. Fred Fred is Fred is an amazing man, and when and you know the the best part about it is. You know, we talk about, we've had plenty of people on to talk about the business of sports and all the different in, insights and advice that they have for people. But you said something earlier that it's it's purely about humanity and that there's so many lessons that we can truly learn from sports and business about life. And I think that's kind of where the cross-section meets for Fred. And, and ultimately, what he's all accomplished in his career and how he continued uh, to take all those different lessons you know, throughout whatever, whatever the journey and wherever the journey took him. As we wrap up the episode and you think about you know, ultimately uh, what lessons you learned from Fred through all those conversations, the hours and hours and hours,
1: what's,
0: what's, what's, the, what's the one that really stands out to you?
1: Uh, well, it's like, like I told you before, uh, do the right thing, um, um, live, uh, uh, and, and he does it much more consistently than I've ever hoped to, um, but tell the truth, work hard, treat, treat other people with kindness and compassion. Um, and and, and don 't and live a big life you know don 't be afraid to take risks and the moment that peter o 'Malley tapped him to take over for campanus he didn 't flinch he didn 't blink uh, the moment that these doctors at City of Hope um, um, gave him this terrible diagnosis he didn 't blink he didn 't flinch. Um, and he would charge forward in a, in a very fearless way, but always with those, always with the decency, with the kindness, with the humanity that uh, I think that uh, to me is, is something that I will
0: always aspire to. Tim, well, thank you. Appreciate your time. Tim, Tim Madigan, the author of the book about Fred Clare, Extra Innings, uh, now out and pick up your copy. It's a great read. Thanks, everyone.